Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Hi, listener. Can you believe we have been on the Dayton Women in the Word podcast for two years now? We want to celebrate, and we want you to celebrate with us. So we are hosting a podcast live event on September the 22nd at 7 p.m. at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Xenia, Ohio. This podcast live celebration will include dessert and fellowship and table conversation hosted by our past podcast guests. And then we will have a live podcast recording featuring a panel of local women speaking on God's stones of remembrance in their lives. We'll also have some fun giveaways and surprises. It's going to be a wonderful event and a fun night. So we hope you'll join us. Tickets are on sale now, and to purchase those, you can visit our Eventbrite page or visit daytonwomeninthewordcom slash podcast live. All proceeds from ticket sales will go to our funding our 2019 year for the Dayton Women in the Word ministry. We hope to see you there. All right. Well, welcome back to the Dayton in the the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Um, I'm Bethany, your host for today. Um, we are recording an episode here in the Kettering Moraine Library, which is a new location for us. Um, we are recording another episode in our time lapse series. So, just a reminder that the goal of this series is to just track what God is doing throughout a particular season in our lives, what scripture He's bringing to mind as we kind of navigate those waters. Um, so, today, today we have a new guest with us. Her name is Jessie, and I'll give her a chance to introduce herself. Hello, uh, my name is Jessie Mortar. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I live in Kettering with my husband, Jake, who I just married in May. Um, and I work part-time, and I am currently um, attending and serving at Faith Christian Fellowship in Beaver Creek on the worship team. All right, well, that's exciting. So if you could kind of characterize the season that you're in right now, what does that look like day-to-day, work-life, home-life? Well, um, I got the email with all the questions and the first one was what is God doing in your life right now and um, I kind of looked at that question and I was like how do I answer that question like what are you doing in my life right now God like because I, I feel like God does like a million different things in our lives and so many things that we don't even realize and so I asked him like what what do you want me to say to this and he kind of took me through um, the past year because my life right now looks totally different mm-hmm. than it did last year because I've gone through so many changes. Um, I got married in May, um, living on my own for the first time. Um, this summer I led the discussion group for the Dayton Women in the Word Bible Study, which for, which may not be a big deal for other people, but for an introvert it was a big deal for me. <laughs> and um, we just bought our first house and we're renovating it, so we're going to do that. Um, and I think... Um, so it's kind of crazy right now and God is kind of teaching me a couple things um, you know through navigating all these unknown things in this new territory um, I think he's teaching me uh, dependency on him like like I have no idea because like sometimes you go into things and you think you know how to do things and you know you think you know what you're doing but God kind of just shows you like no, like you need to lean on me and yeah and then he's also showing me through all these good things that um they're not just for me mm-hmm. and so like you know through buying a house and through my marriage um he's glorifying himself through those things and you know he wants to show other people himself and to draw them closer to him as well so that's that's kind of what my life looks like right now <laughs> just trying to figure out 
all this different stuff and trying to trust the Lord and lean on him through all of it. Yeah, and I'm sure many of our readers or listeners can identify mm-hmm. with those seasons of life. So it sounds like right now you're marked by a lot of transition, a lot of uh, maybe opportunities to kind of get outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Um, so what are some of the particular scriptures that have helped you kind of navigate these new experiences and um, just new new trials or mm-hmm. exciting things that have come into play? Um, well, there was one that God showed me this summer, and it's actually... It's Psalm 37.4. And it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, now, with that verse, it can kind of be misconstrued a lot because we think, oh, God's just going to give me everything I want. But no. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, so, like I said, through all these new things, um, he's teaching me to... That, he's teaching me that he's the goal through mm-hmm. all these things. And that's kind of... Um, held me through all of it and keep kept me sturdy and kept my focus that like the 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 things are not the goal he is the goal mm-hmm. so that's kind of what he's been reminding me through all of this mm-hmm. I I feel like that's something that can kind of can kind of give you a little gut put sometimes mm-hmm. when he has to remind you that he gives good gifts and those are great, and they're meant to be enjoyed, but they don't replace the gift giver. And how quickly something that's meant to be good and something that he gives us, our sinfulness can make that into an idol when we least expect it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, I know in my life he's had to kind of take me back to square one and say, no, no, it's it's me. I'm I'm the goal, not not what I just gave you. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I feel like in these new things that he's putting me through like my marriage and through all this any any time where I can see that there's like tension or something's going wrong or I'm upset about something he kind of reminds me like okay like you're you're looking at these things as the goal and for you're looking to these things for your satisfaction instead of me so Mm -hmm. he's kind of constantly like steering me back to that so he's good to do that so I know the we talked a little bit about your like um, most recent kind of season of life, but obviously kind of alluding to you know a new season being a, a newlywed mm-hmm. and things like that. Maybe we're going a little bit even farther back. How do you feel like the Lord spoke into that time and preparing to be a wife transitioning from um, season of singleness into? marriage now because I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm not married but I'm sure that's a huge transition yeah um I don't know it was kind of weird like uh, it's it's just it's weird because like one day you're not married and the next day <laughs> you're like married and you're living with your husband yeah and it's oh just hey like, who are you <laughs> that's just supposed to be like normal but I think like the lord I think like starting last January actually the lord um just was in pursuit of me like mm-hmm. um not that he wasn't before but I was just seeing it more mm-hmm. and um I think a lot of it was through reading and studying his word which I I know it's weird to say this but I hadn't done before mm-hmm. you know I, I read his word and I was disciplined about that but I wasn't really studying mm-hmm. it and that just like blew open my relationship with God and so um I was starting to do that and just prayer and like I said just it was almost like a like a fear that led me mm-hmm. to him because like I was like God, I don't know how to do this like mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to do this like through me so that kind of helps a lot and he's just like he's just like kind of handed me through it and yeah he's been super faithful and it's been awesome hasn't been perfect the whole time obviously course, but yeah. you know he's he's faithful to show himself when you ask him and I think that was the biggest part of it. Now you mentioned how you kind of took a step out of your introversion comfort zone in helping with the um, discussion portion of Mm -hmm. the summer study which we're super grateful for (laughs) your willingness to do that. What are some of the things that um, maybe helped you take that step of faith and maybe kind of counteracted some 
um, nervousness or lies that you know can tend to creep in when we're doing something outside of our norm? Well, I don't really know what led me to do it. <laughs> they sent out this email that had like a questionnaire. And it said, one of the questions was, would you be willing to be a discussion group leader? And normally I would just say no, but for some reason I was like going through it quickly and I just clicked the box, yes, I would do it. <laughs> and I mean, obviously it was the Lord. And um, so, so that was that. And then um, like through the whole thing, I, I was really nervous to do it. But again, you know, through all these new things and you have that fear, I really just... I asked the Lord, I was like, you're just going to have to do this through me because I don't know how to do it. Like, you're going to have to, um, you know, talk through me. And um, he reminded me again, like, it's it's not about you. <laughs> like, um, you don't have to be nervous because, you know, they're not looking to you. They're not, you know, we're not reading about you. We're not mm -hmm. reading, you know, your word. You're reading my word and you're mm -hmm. reading about me. So, like, you know, the pressure is off of you. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So that really helped. It was still, you know, awkward, and I kind of fumbled through it, but I think um, the Lord was glorified, and I just prayed that, you know, the girls in my group would be closer to Him through it somehow, mm -hmm. through all the ways that He does His thing, so. Yeah, I think it's always neat to see how He responds, you know, when, when it feels like there's something specific that He's called us to do, whether it's something that we're more comfortable with or not. Um, you know, we kind of take this initial steps of obedience mm -hmm. and it's great. And then there, yeah. it feels like, at least for me, there's always been that like time frame where you're like, what in. have I just done? And then it's, it's so cool that he show you know, he shows up and he reminds yes. you like, no, I called you to do this. Mm -hmm. You've acted in obedience. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's somewhere in Isaiah where it talks about how he you hear you hear a voice behind you saying this is the way mm -hmm. walk in it and I think that there are those times where like you've taken that initial step and then you're like okay I feel like I just kind of stepped yeah, into like a dimly lit alley where like I know I'm going in the right direction mm -hmm. um, and then you know like we kind of talked about earlier you know he'll he'll just remind you that like you know this is about me so right. just keep walking in obedience and like mm -hmm. you said at the end of the day the goal is to encourage you know whoever you're mm -hmm. with in your sphere of influence to know him more yeah it's not about me being a great teacher or you being a great discussion right. leader or us being great podcast right. people you know it's about him doing his thing mm -hmm. with vessels that he's appointed for that time in that particular right. job and he he does the work in those people mm -hmm. like it's not you doing the work you can talk all day about the Lord and what he's mm -hmm. doing but if if the Lord isn't working in your heart then there's there's not gonna be any change that happens right. so that also like it takes the pressure off and takes the anxiety yeah. away and you're like okay like like that's the right perspective like yeah yeah I think it's for me, sometimes it can be challenging balancing, you know, wanting to be well prepared for whatever task mm -hmm. he's called you to, but then also being willing to kind of take a few steps back and realize that, you know, he's the one doing the work. Right. So that I can't make being a perfectionist into this idol because ultimately mm -hmm. he's going to show off himself for his glory, whether that means I look like a fool in yeah. whatever I'm doing or if I do a good job. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um... What other portions of scripture do you feel like have really been something you've been able to cling through, cling to for the past couple months or so? Um, so right now in our women's ministry at church, we are reading through Romans, which has been <laughs> blowing my mind <laughs> um, because, and I don't know if it was just like the way I'm raised or just the way um, my mind works. Um, so in Romans Paul is writing to the Roman church, which mm -hmm. consists of both Jewish and Gentiles, and he talks about the law a lot. And so I've been reading through the past few chapters. He's been going through um, how Jesus fulfilled the law, how we're dead to the law mm -hmm. now, and all the promises that that entails. And so, like I said, my tendency is to be a law keeper. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is by like, I have a very, very like linear way of thinking like A plus B equals C. Mm -hmm. So if like I do this and this and this, then the Lord will be pleased with me and it'll 
confirm my salvation. These are just things that, like, <laughs> they're wise, obviously, but, like, they're things I subconsciously think about and my tendency on how to, like, process everything. And so, um, sorry, I just, like, totally blanked out. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it causes me to, like, deal with my own sin instead of taking it to him. And so, um, I'm harboring this sin and, you know, I'm trying to deal with it on my own and not taking it to him. And in that, you know, I'm heaping like this, this shame and this guilt on me. And it, it reminds me, um, um, of Adam and Eve in the garden and actually, um, Natalie's podcast, um, from the Transformed series, which was the last season she talked about this about how um you know after Adam and Eve sinned mm-hmm. um they didn't take it to the Lord they were ashamed they realized what they've done and they tried to cover themselves mm-hmm. with like these tiny little fig leaves and um you know even when the Lord found them they still you know they didn't bring it to him and say yeah like I did this Lord like will you will mm-hmm. you help me they're like blaming other people right. and doing all this so like um that's kind of what I feel like I do and but even in that like the Lord was still good to provide a covering for them you know to kill an animal or an animal <laughs> and um give them that covering and so yeah that's kind of like the way my mind works and so um through the past years I've just always felt like you know I I wasn't really able to give myself fully to the Lord because mm-hmm. I felt like I still had to feel guilty about my sin. Like, no, I can't like fully give this to mm-hmm. you and not feel bad about it because I feel like I should still feel bad about it. And so just reading through these past few chapters and really like walking through them with the Lord and praying to him like through all of these promises that he says are true Mm -hmm. has just totally like taken these truths and are making them in a a reality in my life. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, and really like, you know, not giving myself fully to him is partly because of a lack of trust. And so like through these past few chapters, um, the Lord has just been telling me like you can trust me like you can give this you can give this all to me and um nothing that you do will change how I feel about you Mm -hmm. and it's just created such a freedom in my relationship with him Mm -hmm. lately that I've never felt before Mm -hmm. like like it's okay to take your sin to him and to just leave it there like don't don't bring it back up don't don't do this because Jesus has already done the work he's already He's already taken the burden. He's already, you know, been condemned for all this. You don't have to condemn yourself. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of what he's doing right now. I'm just creating this freedom with him to to walk in that and to take that and to um, do all these things in my life and so that other people can see it too, like, you know, and to give them that freedom as well mm-hmm. and so that they would see that. You are speaking my language, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like my my background is very similar where it's like you, you almost feel like, well, I, in order to do this Christian thing right, I'm supposed to feel, even though I, I know mm-hmm. that Christ gives us freedom, but I need to feel right. this weight and carry it around with me. Yeah. And um, similarly, I went through Romans last year and I think it right before that or maybe coinciding we were going through Galatians and church mm-hmm. and Galatians talks a lot about freedom yeah. and the law as well mm-hmm. so it was like really cool to see this heavy theologically sound and deep Romans and then not yes. not to minimize Galatians at all but to see like a little bit more condensed discussion of the yeah. law and freedom and just you know how he uses Paul uses these words that we take for granted, like adoption, like, okay, mm-hmm. I know, I get, I know what adoption is. I have friends who've adopted, right. but to really read the definition and what that means and why we have freedom because mm-hmm. we were slaves and yes, we were 
guilty and you know broken down and had no way to help mm-hmm. ourselves but he adopted us so not only does he take that yoke of slavery mm-hmm. off us and sets us free it doesn't just stop there like he makes us co-heirs mm-hmm. equal with christ yes. which is like mind-blowing like how can you not live in freedom when not only right. have we been set free from our bondage but we've been made family so mm-hmm. there's i think sometimes the temptation is to just stop short of, okay, I'm no longer under condemnation, but it's still very close to me. Right. You know, I maybe carry it around in like a wheelie mm-hmm. suitcase or something. Right. Um, and we stop there. But that doesn't acknowledge the depth of what adoption brings. Right. So not only are we made free, but we're also mm-hmm. made family, right. which is huge. And you don't really see that unless you really study it so that's like kind of what I meant before about like the difference between just reading it Mm -hmm. and studying it obviously there's a lot to you know just reading the bible and knowing the story but like I love the bible because there's like so much to each Mm -hmm. word and until like you dig that out you're not gonna find like these nuggets of gold and like that's when I think the lord um will use those things to transform your heart yeah for sure. Um, so what would you say to somebody who's maybe in a similar season where they're maybe kind of on the brink of going deeper with the Lord? What kind of encouragement um, would you offer them having kind of gone mm-hmm. through that and in the midst of just reaping the benefits yourself? How would you encourage them? Um, I would say that um, it's okay to not have it all together. Um, the Lord Amen. obviously, Amen. yeah. The Lord obviously knows all all that's going on with you, um, and I would just say, bring it to the Lord and trust that His promises are true. He's already taken the burden, so you know you don't have to pick it back up. Um, yeah. Amen. I mean, you can't you can't, yeah. really, can't really go much much further than that. Yeah. I think one of the nice things of reading the Bible chronologically, which mm-hmm. um, currently going through the th- uh, 365 mm-hmm. study along with Dayton Women in the Word, is um, just seeing the Old Testament, these promises that um, God gives, and then seeing their fulfillment. And I think that that, you know, yeah. because we're living in an age where obviously we have all these treasures of having all of Scripture at our disposal, easily accessible. I have a Bible in front of me, you have a Bible, I have a cell phone that I can use my app with. Um, But in a way, we don't have the same um, components of the walk that people had where the Lord spoke audibly to them. Um, We don't have that, but we get to see Mm -hmm. the beginning, middle, and end of so many of the promises that he gave in scripture. And I think that that um, being able to see that evidence of God's faithfulness Mm -hmm. is something that we desperately need. Um, yeah. especially in the hard yeah. and dark times. So Absolutely. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Well, I think our our time is drawing to a close. I'm really excited because um, this is our first chat with Jesse, and next time we get together, it'll be a couple months from now probably, and we don't know what the Lord will do in between them, but we know that he is faithful. We know that he is calling us um, to freedom, and so I'm excited to what that looks like um, for Jesse the next time we get together. Yeah. So we will catch you on the flip side, I guess. All right. When we first talked to Jesse, she had recently gotten married and bought a house with her husband. We also spent a lot of time talking through Romans and how her perspective of the law and obedience had kind of shifted through understanding um, how Christ uses, Christ fulfills the law and it is less about um, following rules and more of an obedience that's based on a love and um, understanding of who God is. We're going to fast forward a few months, six months about, and see where Jesse is now and see what the Lord has been doing um, through his word and teaching him more about himself and her circumstances.
All right. Well, welcome back, Jesse. Um, I'm so excited to see you again. Um, we are here at my kitchen table, and I'm going to be having some coffee because it's <laughs> a late night, and I want to be well caffeinated for our discussions today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to jump right back in, you know, pretend like it hasn't been months since I last saw you here. <laughs> um, so why don't you kind of go over with our listeners what has changed or remained the same since the last time we talked? Well, um, I believe the last time we talked was in January. Much colder. July now. (laughs) Um, So I believe we had just bought a house, my husband and I, and we had started renovating it. Still renovating it. (laughs) (laughs) We finally moved in. Something that's remained the same. (laughs) It's remained the same for sure. Um, So that's been um, quite a process. And then... um, a new thing, actually, um, that we'll be starting soon. Uh, so we just finished the summer study with Hosea, mm-hmm. and actually, um, in September, I will be um, starting a new ministry role as a Bible study leader at my church for a women's ministry. All right. So that's exciting and new and kind of scary, but <laughs> I'm just trusting God with that. And um, yeah, so there's kind of a few new things with that and just stepping into new roles and um I feel like I honestly God's been doing so much this summer Mm -hmm. and especially through that Hosea study that I just feel like a greater desire to just step into it like go full force Mm -hmm. and yeah it's awesome that's awesome do you know what you'll be studying we're going to study the book of Hebrews, oh, which I'm very excited that's, about. That's on my list. I'm a little intimidated yeah. to like jump in by myself, <laughs> but it, it's definitely one that I think especially over this past year, you know, going through Hosea and going through the chronological study, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that Hebrews just is so rich in that mm-hmm. Old Testament, yes. um, kind of reminding the Hebrews mm-hmm. about that and then how Christ has, you know, fulfilled. He's he's the yes. better high priest. He's the yes. best high priest. So, yeah, that's definitely one of mm-hmm. my, I think that and Romans are the two that I most like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they're so good, right. but they make me a little nervous. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm reading through Hebrews right now, just kind of getting ready and like, yeah, going through the date and women in the word, like 365 and being more familiar with the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It just has like so much more meaning yeah. than when I read mm-hmm. it before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I know God's going to do a lot through that. Yeah, so. I think the... um the role of the priest when we were walking through the chronological Mm -hmm. study through, you know, Leviticus and Deuteronomy and just, you know, hearing how they were instructed to, you know, intercede for the people and Mm -hmm. atone for not only their sins, but the sins of this whole nation. Like it it was, I, there were just aspects that I hadn't really, you know, grasped Mm -hmm. before that were just like, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yes. That's exciting. I can't wait to, you know, hear, hear more of how that goes. I think, I, f- I feel very similarly that the Lord's kind of over the pa- more recent years, you know, brought along community that has helped me dig into the mm-hmm. word more, you know, date mom, the word is definitely, you know, in that. And then, you know, he'll push me into an area that's like, okay, now, now it's time for you to take charge. Right. You know, you had good <laughs> sisters that walked alongside you that I had given the vision mm-hmm. to lead something and that now it's your turn. So, yep. you know, and he's always faithful in that mm-hmm. too you know my, it might not always be easy or play out the way yes. that you envision but yes. you know when anytime we're going to study his word he's going to show up which right. is something that mm-hmm. we can bank on yes so that's that's awesome yeah i'm excited um so what truths do you know now that you would want to tell yourself in the first interview so rewinding a little bit you know you kind of re- reminded us where where you were just you know in your your life phase mm-hmm. so what are some things since then that are, have become new or maybe you haven't ever experienced before mm-hmm. that would have been helpful. So I think I would have told myself, um, to cling tightly to God and hold on loosely to everything else. And I think for me specifically, that was my expectation. <laughs> um, yeah, God kind of like has blown those out of the water (laughs) for the past six months. Um, And, you know, like with buying a house, starting our lives together, you know, starting to talk about family, you know, it's, it's hard not to have expectations Mm -hmm. and to kind of 
hold on to them and like picture how you want it to go and everything like that. Um, but his way is always better mm-hmm. and it usually never happens the way you expect it to. And so I feel like, you know, holding on to those expectations and God trying to do what he's trying to do has mm-hmm. caused a lot of frustration mm-hmm. for me. Um, which, you know, if, if I was holding on to those things a little bit loosely and God was like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you know, you're looking at these things a little bit too much and not as much me and mm-hmm. myself as you should be. Um, I would have avoided a lot of less frustration. Um, and I just felt in my heart, like, you know, with, you know, I thought by now our house would be done and, yeah. you know, and, um, um, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, what, what he has for us is always better than what we mm-hmm. expect. Um, and we have to trust that, you know, we have to trust who he is and trust him in the process. Um, and he's, he's good. And we have to remember that. And when things aren't going our way, Mm -hmm. um, and we were feeling those frustrations and I, I even felt like some bitterness coming up and Mm -hmm. it, it was causing some things in my marriage that weren't okay. And like, you know, kind of sometimes putting those frustrations on my husband, Mm -hmm. which you know, he was working so hard and like, but you know, my expectations was that I was supposed to be done by now. Like what the heck? Um, like take those feelings to the Lord. Um, he can handle them Mm -hmm. and, um, he's just done tremendous things in my heart. And, um, I've just finally, he's helped me to kind of just let go of those certain things and to just be able to embrace the process to, embrace what he's doing and finally seeing and understanding that that is the better way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how it's gone for me in the past six months. I think, um, I don't, I don't know if it was just like a misconception that I, you know, adopted, you know, to myself growing up. I don't think ever, anybody ever taught me this, but I always remember feeling like pray, praying how you actually feel are, mm-hmm. is, you know, well, you can't do that because that, you know, you're, right. you're being ungrateful and you're having a bad attitude right. about whatever. And then, you know, now it's like, well, he already knows, like yes. he knows <laughs> the depths of my heart. So he already knows how I'm feeling. Yeah. And, you know, certainly there are times when those, um, those feelings that aren't rainbows and butterflies aren't necessarily sinful, but you still feel right. like, oh, I'm not supposed to pray, pray that mm-hmm. to God. But it's, you know our earthly parents, you know, how often do we come to them with, you know, times that you're upset or frustrated mm-hmm. and, you know, they want, they want to know. And I think even in those moments when maybe they are wrong, but it's still, you know, still needs to be prayed out, I right. guess, so to speak that, you know, then he comes alongside of us, like the good father that mm-hmm. he is and, you know, shows us like, Hey, Hey, just a reminder. I I'm, am the one that hung, yeah. hung the stars. So if, yeah. if you can just kind of trust me a little bit, that would, you know, that would work out well, but just how freeing it is even to voice those frustrations to him. Mm -hmm. And I think it almost in a way prevented me from being reminded of his goodness because I was like, okay, I just have to get over this. I have to get Mm -hmm. over my bad attitude. And like, I can't, I can't do any of that myself though, either. Like I need him to get rid of that ugliness. It's in those moments that he's going to work the most because you know our flesh is weak (laughs) and we're bringing these things to him if you know if we're trying to deal with that on our own it's not gonna do anything because we we need help when we need to depend on him he's the one who can change our hearts and so um i mean if you look at the psalms it's pretty (laughs) apparent that you can you can say what you want to him and he can handle it and he'll he's faithful he knows you he'll work in your heart the way that um, you can handle it in the way that he needs to, Mm -hmm. and you can trust him with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, expectations are one of those things that can be one of our, you know, they're, they're great because sometimes they can motivate you, Mm -hmm. but then they can also so quickly just become such an enemy and one of those like silent, Mm -hmm. silent enemies that you don't realize that you're, you know, even if they're expectations that you're placing on yourself, they have, 
um, impacts on the people around you. And that's not fair to those people, especially I am like so guilty so many times of having these unspoken expectations. Yes. And then, Those you know, are the sneaky ones. Yeah. yeah. And then you get upset when, you know, somebody hasn't fulfilled your expectation that they didn't know they were being mm-hmm. held to. And it's just <laughs> such a, such a great way to not love, you know, your right. brother and sister in Christ, whether, you know, regardless of their, you know, earthly relationship yeah. to you, but you're just, you know, you're not honoring right. them. And there's such a freedom that comes with you know, you should, you should expect things from the Lord and from him to move. But like, mm-hmm. there's such a freedom from kind of letting go of what you think should be happening and just watching God do what he does. Uh-huh. I mean, it's amazing what yeah. he can do and you just yeah. like let go and yeah. let him do what he does. Yeah. It's great. I would, that the way that you said that it reminded me of, um, I'm, terrible now. I can't remember if it's Elijah or Elisha, but when the, basically Ahab and Jezebel had just, you know, allowed idols to start running rampant mm-hmm. and, you know, God was going to, you know, show up and get rid of everything. So all, all the prophet knew was, you know, okay, well, God, God said to, you know, prepare, prepare these sacrifices and, you know, he, he's going to show up and mm-hmm. show off that he, he's the only God there is. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, he, he is instructed to basically douse everything with water. And this is supposed to be a burnt sacrifice to see mm-hmm. which God actually, you know, brought the fire to burn the sacrifice. And I'm sure that was like, a. are, are you, are you, are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and God's like, no, I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up big. So just, yes. you know, just, just obey me and, mm-hmm. you know, walk in faith and I'm going to show up even though it, it's not looking the way that you thought it was going to play out. And then mm-hmm. he sets fire to this drenched, drench sacrifice and put all the other gods to shame so yeah all right um i gotta get to my other question here all right so what has god taught you about his character or his ways since the first interview we talked a little bit about this but any anything more specific about who he is um so we just finished Hosea, which mm-hmm. I mentioned before, which completely wrecked my life. <laughs> in a good way. Yes, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> and this theme that I saw throughout the book that he was highlighting to me was his exclusivity. Mm. Um, so what I mean by that is like, if we're going to say that we're following him, if we're going to say that we're loving him, if we're going to say that, you know, we're his people, like he wants mm-hmm. us to be, we have to reject everything else Mm -hmm. on top of accepting him and embracing him and everything he has for us. Um, and I think sometimes rejecting kind of has like a negative connotation. Um, but like what I mean by that is like, you know, even good things that come into our lives, even things that we know that God has called us to, and this, this is true. This was true in my heart uh, specifically. Um, the good things, things he's called us to, if we are desiring those things and what they're going to do for us more than the intimacy that we're going to get through those things with him, Mm -hmm. that's an idol Mm -hmm. and he's not okay with that. Um, he's not okay with us, you know, meddling and sitting with these other things Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're looking to satisfy us. We're looking to them to fulfill our desires um, because he knows that they're not. Yeah. And they don't and they're going to fail us. And so um, and he's the only one who can demand that from us because he's the only one worthy mm-hmm. of that. And um, he's the only one where our true satisfaction is going to come from. So. Yeah, that, that was just like, that was a hard truth for me to swallow mm-hmm. because he was showing me some things that I, I have been sitting with and that I have been looking to for, in a, you know, in part of salvation for, mm-hmm. you know, like the fulfillment of my desire in this one thing. And mm-hmm. um, God was like, no, like, it's, it's me. Like, mm-hmm. you got to look at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, um, I think this also came up in our, our first recording, just how, you know, so often it's, it's just like a slight shift of our vision, but mm-hmm. we start focusing so much on 
what he gives us. And like, I think in Hosea, we saw a lot of how the Israelites and Gomer, you know, they had sought those things from other people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even taking it a step a little bit closer in the right direction where you acknowledge that those good things come from him, but you're still fixated on those things that it, you know, even when they're directly coming from the good gift giver, Mm -hmm. it's become an idol because it's become about the gift and not about him. And I, I remember the, those first couple weeks of the study, um, one of the, a couple of the verses kind of outline, you know, when, when God is responding to, um, through Hosea, responding to, you know, Gomer's behavior. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you, that you wanted, you know, clothes and you wanted food. They kind of list like all these mm-hmm. different significant, you know, pieces of being human and, you know, mm-hmm. human desires. And he's like, but you didn't realize that I was the one who had the grain and I was the mm-hmm. one who, and I was just like, you know, cause pl- <laughs> plug in how that applies in 2018. Like maybe, right. you know, we don't care as much about oil and whatever, but like I can, I can plug in a lot of things that I've saw elsewhere than from God. And right. I think similarly, you know, to you talking about exclusivity, I always struggled with that the concept of God being a jealous God. Mm-hmm. I think because you know, in in our world, number one, jealousy is a bad thing. So it was like right. I know it's not the sinful jealousy, but mm-hmm. my mind just couldn't really separate. Like, okay, why is it okay here? Mm-hmm. And I get kind of why, but it's mm-hmm. still. And I think partially because in in our context, it can also seem very petty. Like right. I got jealous of, yeah. you know, Jessie because she has a cute top knot and I can <laughs> never get my hair to look like that. And that's just like so petty. And I'm like, I know God's not petty. So right. how do I wrap my mind around that? And then just seeing the, the depths and extent, like to mm-hmm. an uncomfortable degree in Hosea that God describes pursuing his people, right. his bride, like, oh, that's what jealousy is. Mm-hmm. He is a jealous lover because you know, his betrothed has gone and sought after other, other people. Mm -hmm. And he is going to chase after her with everything that he has because he loves her and wants her that badly. And I was like, it finally clicked like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's what God's jealousy means. And God's jealousy is so unselfish because he knows that he is what is best for right, us. Right. It's not even for his benefit. It's right. for, it's, it's for our benefit. It's a very appropriate jealousy where as for us, it would probably be for selfish reasons mm-hmm. and inappropriate jealousy. Um, but yeah, and just reading through Hosea and like, there's some really harsh language and some very hard things to read. Mm-hmm. And it just opened my eyes to how much it grieves God mm-hmm. when we chase after those things and, when we're not seeing him and how he is the thing that we need. Um, and so it's just also created like this desire in me to be more obedient, but in contrast to, I think the last time that we Mm -hmm. talked where I felt like, you know, I've, I've gone through most of my life feeling like I need to to be obedient out of fear and out of, Mm -hmm. to avoid condemnation, which actually just heaped on more condemnation. Um, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like God's kind of set that rightly in my heart, like to be obedient out of love and not out of fear Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's going to love me regardless. Um, but just him growing that love in me for him and seeing how my sin grieves his heart, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, bolsters me up to want to be more obedient to him, to be more intimate with him. And, you know, he knows we're going to fail. I know I'm going to fail. Like (laughs) we're not perfect, but he's, he's the faithful one and he's going to be there and he's still going to love us and he's going to chase after us Mm -hmm. relentlessly. And that's not going to change. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, just, I think that, well, you know, going through the study, I don't, I don't know that I ever realized before, probably because I haven't read it all in one fell swoop, that really the Hosea Gomer story is only the first like little, little bit of the book. But mm-hmm. even just that, 
visual of, you know, Hosea having to be commanded multiple times to like go and go and get your wife, go, mm-hmm. go back and pursue her. And, you know, right, yeah. right before it fully transitions into, um, just addressing kind of the relationship with the Israelites where he actually has to go and like buy her back from the people that she had become captive to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, that's a literal, you know, kind of looking that, you know, he had to buy her back with a slave price, mm-hmm. but how, applicable that is when we become slaves to these idols or these sinful behaviors or, you know, we were slaves before Mm -hmm. we became his and he had to pay, he had to pay the price of Christ's life to Mm -hmm. redeem us back. And then he pursues us over and over and over again when we stray away. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Um, all right. So what ways we've, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Hosea. So are there any other, um, portions of his word over the past six months that have been especially, um, especially meaningful to you kind of Mm -hmm. in this different season? Um, well, kind of like I touched on before, you know, I, well, you did Romans last year Mm -hmm. with my church and that kind of corrected some things between me and the Lord and some incorrect thinking I had about him and how I was feeling about him. Um, and through that, I just have gotten a lot of freedom in my relationship with him and, um, just believing more that he is a good father. Mm. Um, and that I have no condemnation and, you know, he's going to love me regardless. And then I think Hosea was a good dovetail on that. Um, and just through that, I've just mostly learned that God's number one desire is for us to desire him as our number one. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's, that's where the obedience come from. That's where the law is fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, mostly fulfilled in Jesus. But, um, yeah. So I just feel like I kind of said before, like I want to be more obedient now and it's not a burden for Mm -hmm. me as it was before. And it's not, um, it, I am not heaping condemnation. I don't feel that weight anymore because he's lifted that off of me mm-hmm. and just kind of unveiled my eyes and said, you know, this is how it is. Like, I'm going to love you regardless of what you do. But, you know, I, I want to be in relationship with you. This mm-hmm. is about relationship. Um, this is about intimacy. This is about me and you like face to face. And that's, that's the number one concern. Everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think um, that slight shift in the perspective of obedience where it becomes less about just behavior modification Mm because that's that's where it becomes, you know, such a such a chore mm-hmm. and like, Oh, I don't feel like, you know, it's, it, it's just like dragging my feet to try mm-hmm. to do this. Sometimes extremely frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> then versus just being this outpouring of like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's finally connected that, you know, you're asking me to do this because mm-hmm. you love me and because this is the best thing for me. Yeah. And like it, it's the same, probably same set of actions to a large degree, but that root being, you know, our, our love for Christ and our, our realization of, you know, how he pursues mm-hmm. us and how, you know, how he's not going to stop until we're, we're his again. It just changes the whole concepts of those same actions. And right. like, yeah, that shift of, you know, the actions and the law being so burdensome. And now, mm-hmm. you know, when we have the right perspective on Christ and on God and what he does in us and for us, right. it just changes yeah. everything. The love comes first and then comes the obedience. Yeah. And coming to that point of just loving him and like breaking down and saying, okay, like this is just about you and Mm -hmm. me. That's probably going to look different for every person. And he's, you know, he has to take you through a process to get there. Mm -hmm. But then once you're there, like the obedience is like he said, it's not a burden anymore. It's, it's great. Like it's great. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm So, yeah, that, and it it takes work to get to that Mm -hmm. point where we've kind of cast off these chains of, you know, wanting independence. And Mm -hmm. because I think that's what, you know, you hear a lot from a lot of people who have issues with how 
many rules are in the Bible. Right. It's because you know, you're, you're fixated on the wrong thing in that realizing yeah. like if they're, you know, if you were out in the wilderness surrounded by wild animals, you'd be very grateful for a gate and a fence that mm-hmm. was around you mm-hmm. and boundaries that were around you. Um, would you be that, would you be that adamant about having those rules and regulations removed when you could visibly see how dangerous everything Mm -hmm. else was around you? But, you know, especially I think in a Western culture, we, you know, we feel so strongly about, you know, having our freedom and our independence and, you know, a lot of it can really be just different manifestations of Mm -hmm. pride. And so we just, we, we get squirmy under those rules because we don't like people Mm -hmm. tell us what to do. And it's like, no, he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you like (laughs) stay safe and, you know, live in abundance because he's called us to a life of abundance. But yes, absolutely. We just, we just miss the, miss the memo a lot because we're so clouded by our own silliness. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so how has God challenged you in your walk with him since the first recording? I know we've, um, we've kind of touched on different perspectives of, um, God and his exclusivity for us, but, um, has anything else kind of helped with those shifts from mm-hmm. maybe even, even before the first time we talked that, you know, cause our, mm-hmm. our life is a continuum of understanding more about right. God until, yes. until we get to see him face to face. So one of the things that God kind of revealed to me over the summer that was truly an idol for me in a way that I didn't realize um, was fear and um, just like just showing me how deep it went and um, how I would just and mainly mostly fear of other people and what they think of me Mm. um you know and kind of I've just kind of gone through life just thinking that's like you know normal anxiety Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just deal with it and God's like no you you don't have to deal with it like this is this is an issue you know um you're gonna be you're gonna there fear isn't necessarily a bad thing but when it's not directed on the right thing it becomes debilitating sometimes and so god kind of redirected my fear from the fear of people and just realizing how deep that went in me like like i just realized i usually think of myself through what other people mm. are going to think of me and then that dictates my behavior and you know what i say and what i do and i'm like if god was like you know if you're going to do what I've called you to do. And if we're going to have this relationship and we're going to do this, then you, you can't do that. You know, um, that's not, it's going to be miserable. Yeah. And so God just redirected my focus and, you know, revealing that to me and how deep it went was just like kind of shocking to me. And so, um, and recently kind of when this was all like culminating and coming to a head this summer, uh, my pastor taught about courage, um, of course. Convenient. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. And um, the basis of the whole sermon was from Joshua 1. Mm. And I'm going to read it right now. Yeah, okay. do it. Okay, so Joshua 1, starting at verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so like in that context, you know, you have Joshua Moses just died, mm-hmm. and so Joshua's kind of taking his place, and he's taking on new roles and doing new things for the Lord, and 
it's probably very scary. So um, what God said to him was very direct. You know, he's standing on the outside of the promised land. He's leading, mm. he's about to lead these people into what God promised him into and into God's fullness and what he has for them. And God kind of showed me like, if I'm going to do this in you, then you can't be fearful. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's going to hold you back. And, you know, that's another thing that's caused a lot of turmoil in my heart and just inside myself is like this fear and, um, you know, what other people are going to think of me. And, um, and really if, if we're going to do what God has called us to do, we can't, we can't do that because that's, that's always going to hold us back. Mm -hmm. And there, there's no room for fear in love. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, (laughs) that was, of like I said, a hard pill to swallow, but um, and you know, I'm, I'm still going to struggle with it from time to time. I still kind of feel it, but through that intimacy with the Lord and through just believing more that he is with me, he is for me, he's good. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, not that you shouldn't care about what other people think, but this mm-hmm. shouldn't dictate what you're doing for the Lord when, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord's wants you to say something or wants you to do something, you know, you just have to follow in faith and, and trust him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think, um, similarly, I have a big problem with people pleasing, mm-hmm. which I think are very fear of man and people pleasing, right. I think are like very closely yes. linked. So the, all of that, you know, is preaching, preaching to me to just, you know, that, that misplaced, again, the, the misplaced mm-hmm. desires, you know, all the way back to Hosea that, you know, you want to do the right thing. So the, you know, your, your initial desires were in the right place, but then you get distracted by all this other stuff and then it, you know, it goes off Mm -hmm. course. And so just being reminded that most of our troubles come because our focus has been taken off of God and then placed onto whether it's, you know, Mm -hmm. being fearful of other people or just, you know, caring more about what they think than you maybe what Mm -hmm. God is calling you to do, then that, that just, you know, sets you back. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, Jesse. Well, um, is there anything else that comes to mind that you would want to share, um, with our other sisters that, could be an encouragement in a similar, similar season, especially with all that the Lord has just so richly encouraged mm-hmm. you with through his word. Um, you know, I've got, I've kind of gone through a period of waiting a little bit mm-hmm. through all of this. Um, so I would just say if you are in a period of waiting and you feel, you know, the tension of, you know, your weakness and what God wants you to do and, and everything, and um, you're kind of frustrated, I would just say, you know, build your foundation on who God is Mm. and not your feelings. Um, Don't believe the lie that he's withholding something good from Mm. you if you are having to wait for a certain thing, like finishing your house or whatever. (laughs) Um, But just trust him in the process, trust him that his way is better and that, you know, cause sometimes I think for me, like when I try to take control of the process and try to manipulate it, um, it causes things to go a little awry. Um, (laughs) you know, it kind of backtracks me even more. So just, I would just say, trust him, trust the process. Um, he's good. And, you know, if you try to take hold of something before it's time, it's not going to be what you want it to be mm. because what he has for you is what you need. And so just trust him. He's good. <laughs> I can't really add anything more to that. That's, you know, that's what, that's what we need reminders for. Well, I'm so glad that we had the chance to talk again. I'm excited for this next um, kind of step of obedience out of your comfort zone a little bit farther that he's taking you with um, teaching the word in his in your church so mm-hmm. I just pray um, that over the next few months that he continues to show up and you know give you that strength those reminders that it's all about him mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how well things go or how many people show right. up because um, it's ultimately about mm-hmm. him 
So we'll catch you later. All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.